Hello, good people. This month, the name of my podcast is called Inside Marriage. The reason why I want to talk about this is because so many people, what they do, they never truly understand. They look at the outside of marriages and they think, you know, everything just kind of like, you know, just by osmosis, it just exists. There's a lot that goes into a marriage. So for this month, I have a featured guest and her name is Aisha Howard, and she's going to give us a peek into her truth of her marriage. So get ready as she comes in her own way. Hello, Aisha. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful in yourself. I'm doing good. Girl, let me tell you something. I am so glad you're on my show for the podcast um, this May because, as you already know, I'm going to be talking about marriage. So I know that I want you, you to be a guest because you just recently celebrated nine years of marriage. And you know what? A lot of people see things on the outside, but they really never know what's on the inside. So basically, that's why I call my podcast Inside Marriage. So I just want to ask you a few questions. It won't take a long period of time or anything. But um, before we get started, I want you to tell my audience a little bit about Aisha and just the season that you're in, okay? Oh, wow. So um, actually, I'm I'm 42, almost 43 years old. I actually have a six-year-old son. Uh-huh. Um, that my husband and I have together, and mm-hmm. we have a little later in life. That's all right. Um, which, is, which is sometimes a challenge in our marriage as well, too. But um, my husband and I met each other while we were both freshmen at Georgia Southern University. Mm. And um, he's from South Georgia. I'm from the, actually this good old city of Atlanta, you know, downtown Atlanta area. Okay. Born and raised. Um, raised in the church. My grandmother kept us there. My mother kept us there. Uh, it was so it was one of those things that you're gonna go even if they don't go. Yeah, I know so, that's right. You know, I I knew I knew enough that when, you know, I got older, I was to continue to follow Christ in my own walk mm-hmm. and and you know follow the principles of Christ in the Bible. Right. So you know, I I just know that in this season in my life, I'm actually really really blessed because when I think of all the places that I could be and be doing those things by myself and be all alone, mm-hmm. I just get excited and be thinking, Lord, I know I'm blessed. Right, right, I, right. That's, that's good. Because <laughs> you know what? A lot of times, Aisha, what it is is that when you when your parents lead you to Christ, and you know, like you say, you got a praying grandmom, your mom, and everything like that, and you had to go whether you wanted to or not, is when you go through things in life, you say, you know, I know that I know who he is. You know what I'm saying? You know him for yourself, don't you? Yes. <laughs> well, listen, Aisha, the first question I just want to ask you, since you you and your husband Terrence have been married for nine years, what I want to ask you is this, because I know this is a, it's a concern for a lot of young people today. You know, how do you just manage spending time with your husband? You have a son spending time with God and and yourself. And now this doesn't, doesn't even include cooking and cleaning and working and after school activities. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl, it sounds tiring already. <laughs> so listen, tell me, what do you do? You know, honestly, Miss Cheryl, I, 
I'm, I'm going to be very candid and honest. When we first got married, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't. I didn't. I, I, I became fully submerged as Mrs. Terrence Howard, okay? Uh-huh. Um, and, and, I, and, and it was pretty much, as you can imagine, it was crash and burn <laughs> because <laughs> I was so independent. You know, Terrence and I, although we've known each other since we were 18 years old, wow. you know, we didn't start dating until our mid thirty, until thirty, actually, when we were thirty, okay. and we didn't get married until we were in our mid thirties. Mm. So up until that point, you know, I've been living independent of my parents and on my own since I was eighteen years old. Wow. So, so to you know, I, I just wanted to to not be a product of a failed marriage. I wanted my right. husband to know I supported him. So I went in full throttle, gung ho, and it, it it was crash and burn. Right. <laughs> so right. That, so that that did not that did not work because of how my personality is. So what we had to do was, I had to understand, you know, look, Aisha, you're gonna be Aisha. You don't always be Aisha. You've always been Aisha. Mm-hmm. So before we had our son, he and I would still have dates, you know, on things that we mutually like to do. Which was for me and him together, what we like to do together is actually go out to nice restaurants. That's our okay. thing. Right. Right. Um, he likes movies. I don't. So every oh. now and again, I would I would bend my you know my my thing about going to the I rather sit on the sofa and watch a movie. He'd rather go to the to the opening premiere at a movie theater. Okay. Um. So I would you know every now and again do some of the things he liked, and vice versa. He would do some of the things that I liked. But I always um after you know that crash and burn because it, it literally I I literally wore myself out trying to always do what I thought he wanted. When when I really when I communicated that to him. No, all he really wanted me was to be happy and for us to just kind of be natural like we were prior to us getting married, you know? And that sounds like a lot of people. But first of all, it's like when you going back to what you earlier just said, was that a lot of times when people are already independent, it's hard for them to try to like join in with somebody else because you already have developed your um your activities, you know, the things that you like to do and to merge with somebody else. It's kind of hard, you know what I'm saying? So, you it's know, extremely hard. Yeah, yes. yeah, you know, and that's what a lot of times it's just that people are saying, you know, I, it's it's really it's really like a balance basically, you know, because you know, like you said, you you know, he likes to go out to the movies and you just want to sit and watch a movie at the house and everything. So, but you took out the time to say, you know what? Let me lean in onto his side as well, you know. So, you know. Yes, and and with that being said, so that was. So going kind of going back to the original question, how do I balance it? It took time for me to learn it. So mm-hmm. you you know it's kind of like you you can't continue to try to put a circle in a in a square peg. Right. You, if you're right. trying to force it and you don't see that it's fitting, you got to pull that thing back and, and think about it for a minute. You know, Absolutely. what am I doing that can make this better? That's and, true. And, and and I and and so kind of let me break it down for Aisha. I'm right now as of right now today. Um, and I'll say for the, maybe about the past four or five years, mm-hmm. like I said, it wasn't an overnight thing. Especially when we had our son, but for Aisha, Aisha is fiercely protective of her time. Right. I'm going to make sure at least once a quarter, I'm going to just be solo dolo. Aisha, who came into this world by herself, right. I'm not going to be Mrs. Howard. I'm not going to be mummy. I'm not going to be nothing affiliated with my marriage. It's going to be purely whatever. If I want to 
go and just walk around the mall all day, if I want to go sit in the li- in the, the library or at Barnes and Noble and, and just read a book and know what I'm not going to buy. Right, right, right. If I want to go somewhere and have dinner by myself, I've done that. Yeah. I've actually even gone so far um, at one point because I really needed that mental break, that, right. that break from always being on. Right. I've even rented myself a room for the, for the weekend from, from Friday evening to Sunday morning. And that was really like what I really needed. When it comes to me and my husband, you know, Terrence and I have very, as different as we are, we're very similar. We get told that all the time. Right. He and I love a good joke. We love to have fun. We love to. <laughs> and that's good. Laughter is so good. Yes. It's you know, we, and we often, instead of always seeing the, the serious side of every single thing, you know, he and I can make the joke, make a joke out of the best of anything. See, you know, good. so we don't always just have our serious glasses on, you know, so he and I, we have like, it's kind of hard to explain it because it's kind of happened over time. You know, he knows my hot buttons. I definitely know his hot buttons. Right. And granted, you know, we always try to keep our our arguments in a safe area. Like if I feel myself getting overwhelmed when we're having a disagreement, because honestly, we don't argue a whole lot. No, we disagree a lot. Yeah. See, this is, this is the real deal. That's why I said I called this podcast Inside Marriage because a lot of people have this um, view of marriage. It's just everything's just hunky-dory, and it's just not like that, you know. Um, and, and that's why you need God in your marriage. You really, Absolutely. It, it has to be a three-stranded cord and everything. So basically when it comes to your cooking and cleaning and Working and all the other part, do y'all share in the activities and you know like that? But we do. Um, so, prime example, my son. We we alternate, you know, dropping off, picking up. Um, both of us kind of. I semi work from home now, and he works from home. Okay, so, um, we'll we'll take turns cooking. I, I was blessed to have a husband that can really cook. Actually, can probably I was we really be honest, but he probably can cook a little bit better than me. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Right. Right. Now, so that probably is our biggest crux, Mm -hmm. you know. So with both of us working full time, we have an active son that's in extracurricular. You know, sometimes things just go by the wayside, and and the way I look at it is, as long as God continues to bless us with a house, that junk and and dirt will be ours when we get back. We'll get to it. That's right. That's right. So (laughs) I should overwhelming priority. So Aisha, when it, what what do you consider a priority in your marriage relationship? That you, I mean, beyond everything else, what is the main priority for your marriage? The main priority for for my marriage, what is a hallmark for me, is communication. Mm. Um, I am so big on communication. Like Terrence will probably tell you that I'm always asking, "What are you thinking?" How you feeling? It's not a every morning or every day because, like I said, he and I both work from home, so we see each other a lot. Even though we're working from home, we don't see each. We don't during the work hours. We don't, but like we're still around each other a whole lot. So, at some point during the day, whether it's the morning, the afternoon, the evening, how was your day? That's good. That's good. And and I want I, I even though I don't know much about exactly to the to the letter what he does. I, I understand enough about what he does that he can talk to me and have a, a vent fest, um, talk good. to me, throw some out. We bounce ideas off of each other. Wow. Or he's just looking like he's just having a bad day, baby. How are you doing? Right. You know, right. But, but you know, I know I may can't change everything that's going on with him, 
with whatever it is that could be bothering them. Right. And it could very well that I might be misreading and thinking something is wrong, and it's really not. He just want to, you know, veg out. <laughs> so communication to me is the biggest. Because, see, to me, and this is this is the way I look at it, if he and I are not communicating, and I'm going to I'm gonna say it all, I'm going to put it all out there. If we're not communicating in a interpersonal, in a spiritual, right. sexual, right. Um, all, all areas, if we don't communicate about those different things, finances, right. all that stuff, if you, go, if you go radio silent about it, yeah. guess what? There's a big fat elephant in the room. That elephant and, in the room, absolutely. And, and that elephant, baby, when I tell you when he's ready to sit down, he's going to sit down any and everywhere. He's going to stay there right. until he's ready to get up. That's so. Right. I've learned, like I said, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It was something that literally we both had to learn over the course of years right. being together. Right. And and I will say this. I, I don't know about a lot of other people. Terrence and I both went to marital counseling, mm-hmm. pre-marital counseling, before we got married with a pastor. Right. It wasn't right. with an actual psychologist. I'm not knocking those that do, but, right. you know, we... So one of the biggest things that we both, you know, agreed upon was to find our spiritual married guidance counselors. Absolutely. Our faith That's area. So good. So good. So good. That's well, needed. That's really it's, needed. It's so needed. Someone who's a couple, not just one person, but a couple That's who's right. anchored in Christ, who's going to, you know, have a un- uh, unbiased ear, who's right. going to tell you when you're right. And actually, if you're, if you're, it's not really a right or a wrong. But they're going to say, hey, you know, because they want your marriage to succeed. They're going right. to tell you things to, to, to get past whatever you're coming to them for counsel on. Right, For me, right. it's my aunt and uncle who's been married for 30-plus years. For him, it's his godparents who's been married for 40-plus years. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm we saying. need that. And, we, yeah. and I'm sure both of us have gone. And, and I'm going to be honest now. My aunt, she treats me like a daughter. They treat me like a daughter mm-hmm. um, because my mother is now deceased. So right. literally, I get treated like as if I'm one of their children um, because I was around them when they were dating court. And that's funny. But yeah, oh. so I've had my feelings hurt thinking I was right. See, but old baby, yeah. old baby. But you know what? You. That, see, that, that's oh. just it. You know, when people can't receive anything, they can't learn, they can't grow. You know, and a lot of times when you allow your emotions to get all involved and everything like that, you know, and those things happen and everything. But over time, you realize, oh, my gosh, if they didn't sit me down and really try to tell me, and if I had not listened, maybe at first I kind of kicked against it and everything. But, oh, my gosh, what a difference it makes, you know, if you, if you, really, and you be honest and everything like that, you know. So, Aisha, one another question I want to ask you is that, you know, there's so many, I mean, the today's factors that can affect the marriage, in, you know, in society today, how do you keep things relevant? And basically, I think you've already answered that in a way, but I'm going to still let you um, just answer in your own way. How do you keep, how do you keep marriage just relevant to, to be, you know, to keep it up to date for today, you know? You know, I, I, there again, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna go back to, you know, we literally have a open communication policy. Like, uh-huh. it, and that's and why. It's not, and, and it's not when we're mad at each other before. It's, it's before we even get there. Like, honestly, I've I've always been one, and 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 I can honestly say that about T. 
before something blows up, you already know something's stewing in a brewing when something ain't right. Because if you're truthful with yourself, if you're truthful about your relationship, if you're truthful with yourself, you already know when your partner, who you lay in next to every single night, that's right, who you see every single day, you know when something is amiss, whether it's positive or negative. That's true. So, with that being said, you know it's so much temptation out here, you yes. know, for men and for women. Right. It's so many different things to try to to separate and and pull apart right. and and just wreak havoc on your marriage. Right. And some of them, some people are really breaking points. They're they're big issues. Right. For me and Terrence, if I said that he and I have had a flawless nine years, I would puff up and smoke right now. I'd just burn. Cause it has been, we have had some. We have had some. Some knockdown, drag out, almost walking out the door with suitcase, ain't coming back no more. So, yeah. You know? I think that's, honey, I want to tell you something. See, a lot of people don't, like I say, people just don't know what goes on behind behind the mm-hmm. scenes and everything like that. But the main thing is what you can do across time, you know, across time. And, and like you said, the communication is so, so important and everything like that. But when you mentioned earlier about having, you know, the counselor, you know, a, a, a couple, a Christian, I mean, somebody who honors God to, to yes. talk to you and who, who is already taking care of their own marriage. You see, yep. you know, like you go to a hairdresser and her hair is bad. You know, I'm talking about she just come, she got her head all messed up and everything. She's trying <laughs> to do it. No, you know, try to keep yourself together and you're trying to, you know, trying to, um, you know, take care of somebody else, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you want to have been through something so you can be able to tell somebody something. And the last thing I just want to ask you too, um, Aisha, is this, um, what advice would you give young ladies in the generation of now to prepare for marriage? Because, you know, mostly, mostly nowadays, you know, um, for the young ladies, if everything is about just looking, looking good. And I mean, I could talk about that all day. But anyway, what you know, what kind of advice would you would you give to any young young lady? The the first thing I would definitely say to a younger woman, mm-hmm. um, you know, meaning in her you know early twenties, yeah, you know, don't treat the prospect of marriage like a novelty, mm-hmm. and and do not dilute yourself in thinking that marriage is a novelty. Right. Anything I know everybody has heard this saying, anything worth having is worth working hard for and working hard to keep. Yes. And to whom much is given, much is required. And Absolutely. Don't you think your marriage actually becomes its own living principle. And yes. so with that being said, while you're praying to God, you know, for your Boaz and you're praying for him to be able to, to support you and your family or be able to let you do things and let you be, make him be a, a, a God-fearing man and, and all the things that you want, be able to financially provide for you, be able to get along and have a, a deep interpersonal relationship with God. Right. I want you to also pause and pray for God to make you a great wife. Not a good wife, but a great wife. Absolutely. Because if you don't pray over yourself to be a good wife, because it's going to be days. And I tell, I tell even my married friends now, I tell my single friends, I tell them all. I have friends from different age ranges. It's going to be times in your marriage 
because it's your marriage. Only three people should, only three principles should be in that marriage is you, your husband, and God. Which means, let me tell you this, it's going to be some times you're going to be sitting there suffering in silence because guess what? You don't need to bring nobody else going to run to tell your mama, your friend, your cousin. Whatever you need, you're gonna to have to sit on some stuff and figure it out and pray on it and bring God and hold Him by the hand and help Him guide you. That's period. Right. Point blank. That's right. You know, Aisha, and that's why um, um, in my last for, for um for one of my podcasts we was talking about it's praying time. For the way the way things are going in this world now, it's praying time for so many different things that are going on, raising your children, even dealing with yourself. It's so yes. much going on. And that's why if you don't set time aside, there's so much entertainment. There's nothing wrong with entertainment. But if you don't set time to give, ask God to give you guidance and to, to deal with yourself, because if you don't, can't deal with yourself, you're not going to be able to deal with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, because you've got to look yourself in the mirror every single day. That's why I said if you're truthful with yourself about things, you know, you 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 can sit there and lie to Benny. You can lie right. to a whole lot of people. But when you're looking at their reflection in the mirror or you're reflecting in your mind, you ain't even got to look at nothing. Right. The mind is a powerful tool. Absolutely. You mess around. You can't lie to yourself. You can you can try to deny yourself, but right. you can't lie to yourself. And you sure can't lie. I'm telling you something. And you sure can't fool God. You can fool people. Absolutely. You can put all kind of stuff on, on Facebook, Instagram, and everything like that. But I'm going to tell you something. God knows what's going on. You see what I'm saying? And so this is why people have to really know, know your truth. Truth. Know what is going on for you and ask yeah. God to help you in your situation because it's going for everybody. I mean, everybody. It's going to rain. Your land is going to need to be healed at some time or the other, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's so important. Aisha, I just want to thank you so much. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you've been asking me, wait, 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 Sharon, wait a minute now. Wait a minute, wait a minute sweetie. You know, you've been asking me some questions. I know this is your program. I get it. <laughs> okay. I it. But I, I got a question. I, you know, you asked me, you know, don't things about how do I keep things in my marriage relevant and, right. you know, what advice would I give to some of the younger people, or some of the younger ladies who are thinking about marriage, and maybe even younger men who's listening. But I guess maybe let me ask you this question. You know, you and Mr. Paris have been married for umpteen, eleven years. Oh, years. God, yes. And I'm yes. going to be honest, on the outside looking in, y'all make it look doggone easy. Let me just say that. I, I've been around y'all, you know, I know for the better part of at least 15 years, um, I, you know, it's so, and y'all just make it look so effortless. And, 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 you know, you kind of, well, they done been together for as long as God doesn't had dirt. So they, they know each other in and out. But, no, I really would like to hear what are your thoughts on what keeps your marriage relevant? How do you keep Christ? anchored and, and not lose your cool you know what are some of the things you would tell a couple who's struggling right now who listens to this podcast to say you know what this is what you probably would think about doing because you know every situation is different right can you can you can you can you answer that for me i'm just i'm just okay I'm well you well since you, since you since you <laughs> asked me that baby because i'm gonna tell you something you know i've had the the years and everything like that and and see this is my second marriage when my first marriage was 10 years and me and Clint, we've been married for um, 36 years. Um, Whoa. Yeah, 36 years. I, so really, I, you know, I've had married life almost like 46 years, you know. So so the things, I know the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I, I want to tell you this, and I would tell anybody um, that who's thinking about marriage and everything like that. First of all, as I've always said, 
put God first. And I would tell a young lady, basically, and I know things are kind of different now, but God's word does not change, okay? Because I'm going to be honest with you. If you leave things up to us in our own flesh and everything like that, um, we can really mess up some things, okay? So all the things that you said about, you know, you can have those silent moments and, you know, um, you, you can be mad or whatever. One thing about it, and this is true I can say about for me and for my husband, Clint, we never went to bed mad. We I, I, we on purpose did that, you know. We'd be mad and something, and we bust out laughing and everything like that. But when we have an argument, we try not to do it in front of the children and everything like that. But my husband, he loves wrestling. I'm, I'm not particular about it at all. But I would try to lean into the things that he would like and everything like that. And, you know, we have different seasons. Um, I was going to college, and my husband's out there working. But, you know, it's like, you know, knowing how to blend in. And the thing is, I had to remember, okay, what am I here for? I, when I took those vows, you know, the thing is, is that you take them seriously. A lot of times when it's the early part of marriage, you know, early years and stuff like that, um, because it's so many Christian marriages are winding up in divorce now, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times people don't know how to deal with their own emotions and they haven't grown up and different situations happen and everything like that. But me and my husband, we came at where the timing was right, that we had we learned from our first marriage. So that's what was for our situation. Um, we understand, you know, uh, blended families and, and everything like that. So that's why having this podcast, I know it's so many different situations. But the one thing I can say that we definitely had to have for our marriage that we kind of, and we do we pretty much do everything together, we have to follow First Corinthians in 13th chapter and the 4th through the 7th verse. You know, it's basically – that you know, we didn't read this all the time, but it's about love being patient and something. Love is just oh, not like that. I mean, right I mean, That's I mean, you know, it's not boastful. It's and it's it's and it's not rude. We, we we may be rude to each other sometimes, but you have to look back. You have to have you have to have God in it. So yes, I really think if God wasn't in it, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have sustained and 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 just just been there for the for this long this long time but we truly we truly love each other and and that is a blessing i mean it is a blessing Clint's there to support me i'm there to support him um i'm still working he's retired and everything like that and we just we're in the kitchen together you know and we we're loving our grandkids together and we're being a consultant for our, our sons and their wives and so so it's a blessing but it's not easy. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? But we but we know that if people would really make it a three-stranded core, you can't break that. You can't break it. But I tell you this, to really to really push forward, it can't be about you. Like you got to do what you need to do for yourself so you don't lose your identity. But it can't be it's got to be Look at that other person and say, what can I do for them? And Absolutely. they do the same for you. You see what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I hope that answers your question. And for those that, you it know. Does. You know. You it, hit the nail on the head when you said it is love is patience. 
it's, it's, it's patient. Now, you may have all kinds of feelings going on inside of you sometime, but it's basically you have to be intentional. you got to do – you know, I always tell a lot of people, I heard this a long time ago, they said just do it and the feeling will catch up later. <laughs> just do it. Just do, yeah, I mean, not just do anything, but do what is right. And then yeah. that feeling that you need to have with it, it'll it'll surface. It it'll come it'll come right on up. You know what I'm saying? So um Aisha, I just want and thank you for asking me that question. You know, I guess I have to say a little something too, huh? Because you <laughs> have put in the time and everything. So Aisha, listen, honey, thank you so much. And um, you know, listen, you keep God first and you guys will go into your tenth year. It don't mean it's gonna be easy and everything like that. And um we and remember it's this, when you have your son, your son is looking at you too, you know, yeah. and they're going to, he's going to base his, he's going to think back and say, this is what my mom and dad did. You know what I'm saying? Because children are watching, children yeah. are watching yeah. and everything like that. But the most important thing is God is watching, you know, and we truly want to please him. We really do, you know. So Aisha, listen, take care of yourself and you know what? Enjoy your time. And what people have to also realize, what you do in your marriage is what you do inside your marriage. Absolutely. It works what, for us. But for you guys, you understand? Yeah. Well, somebody else, they don't need to be comparing themselves to any anybody else. But like you say, a lot of things look easy. But to really get on the inside, God knows about it. And guess what? That's the only one that needs to know. Absolutely. Damn. Yeah, damn. Listen, I honey. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I, gosh, I just, I feel like I've been blessed by this conversation. <laughs> you know, gosh, thank you so, so much. You know, there again, to be very candid, you never know what people are going through and at that moment. And then God just opens up and gives you a word that you didn't even know you needed and I needed this. What well, baby? Well so honey, that's what it's so you're much. welcome. You're welcome because I want to tell you something. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about, honey. I, you know, because um um we're only gonna be here for a season. And my biggest thing what I I'm doing is trying to leave a legacy of wisdom because on my podcast what my theme is hindsight is twenty twenty, but foresight is even greater. You know, yes. so honey, keep praying. And as I always tell everybody, keep Matthew 6 and 33. When you seek God first, believe me, buddy, everything will be added to you. Everything. Yes, okay. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You and Terrence keep laughing and loving and raise your boy. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And you have a blessed evening. You too, dear. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there you have it, good people. Marriage is work, and you shouldn't compare yours to anybody else. The one thing I have to emphasize is that no matter what part of the generation that you're in, God needs to be the intertwine in your marriage for it to work. Because like I said so many times, we can mess up some things according to our flesh. So I hope you receive some, you know, just added insight about marriage. And for those who are thinking about marriage, 
and just please share with others because you know what there's so many pictures and um, things on social media and it seems like it just um, creates a facade it's wonderful pictures but there's something that's behind those pictures there's work there's prayer there's endurance there's patience so always remember no matter what advice you get the best advice that you can always count on is God's word peace to you and yours and be blessed